welcome you to Micro Key On Air. I'm Meredith Stone, your engaging and witty host. Our guest today is Ellen Leonard, creator and CEO of The Stressless Method. She's full of ideas that can help you increase the productivity and overall success of your business, as well as your personal effectiveness in this increasingly stressful world. And here with me, as per the huge, the visionary and creator of our podcast, MicroKey President and co-host with the most, Victoria Farrow. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Meredith. Well, we are gathered here today to talk about this thing called stress. We all know what it's like to be stressed out. It's the beginning of the year. We have plenty to be stressed out about, I guess. We sure do. Everybody getting back to the grind and getting into 2023, you know, that momentum that you build at the beginning of the year compounds the stress, I think. Yeah. Plus people set these goals, right? These, uh, what do you call them? Um, resolutions. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can tell I do a lot of setting year's resolutions. Yeah. These new year's resolutions and, you know, we all want to stick with our new year's resolutions, right? But how many of us really still have them? Yeah. And I think too, that when you think about stress as a derailer, a lot of times stress could possibly even keep people from making goals of certain kinds. How many people avoid setting stretch goals for themselves or for their company because it they know it's going to be very stressful and maybe they're concerned about being able to to manage that level of stress or face that level of stress. I'm sure that that I'm sure that that speaks to a lot of our listeners out there. Well, I'll turn it over to you to introduce our key feature guest of today's podcast. Ellen, we're really glad you could join us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so delighted to be here with you both, and I will try not to laugh so much that we lose the audio. (laughs) I don't know. That's going to be hard. It it is going to be hard. Uh, I, you know, really wanted to talk about how alarming stress is <laughs> we can monitor our security panels um, that are really um, giving us all sorts of information about our stress levels. Um, yeah. So, so let's go ahead and get started because there's so much that I want to talk to you about and so many things that I want to ask you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about the method and how you came to create, you know, this whole concept? Yeah. So I was hired to teach a lot of lunch and learns, right? We're all familiar with lunch and learns in the workplace. And I noticed that there wasn't a lot of like tangible results to those, right? Like we go to those things and we learn some cool stuff, but you know, are we actually then cooking healthier or losing weight or managing our stress effectively after that? Oftentimes, no, it doesn't really lead to effective behavioral change. So I became a little obsessed with <laughs> with helping people actually make lasting changes to their lives, because I think that's what people are really interested in. Um, these quick fixes to solve things like stress or weight loss, those kinds of things are, are certainly valuable. But overall, when we're talking about leading a healthy, happy life, I think people want these longer lasting changes to their lives in ways that actually work for them. So as the CEO and creator of this business, you basically help businesses and the employees thrive, even if the environment that they're in is full of turmoil or stress. Is that sort of an accurate description? 
Well, I mean, that might be overselling uh, my powers a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I can help certainly ameliorate stress of change of transition, change during the pandemic, those kinds of stresses. There's there's only so much we can do as humans. Um, But yes, that is that is definitely what I'm hired to do. I, I come into workplaces and help businesses from the C-suite all the way down to learn how to manage your stress more effectively, working um, either one-on-one with people or in small groups with the programs that I offer. Um, and, and just stress management is such a beautiful way to help your employees really show up for you in your business and show up in their lives in ways that they want to. It's just such a lovely way to, to help people so from a definition perspective, like if we if we start from the very beginning, um, what would you categorize as stress management or how would you define stress management would be a better question? People define stress in their own ways. So when people say, I'm so stressed, that can mean a million different things. But the way it tends to show up for people is I think of it as mental, physical and um, emotional ways. Right. So we have the ways that mental stress can show up for us as, say, decreased productivity, uh, disorganization, um, kind of loss of motivation. Physical can be exhaustion, difficulty sleeping, digestive issues, headaches and and um, emotional can just be and in general being a little more irritable. I don't know about anybody else, but when I'm stressed, I tend to be more irritable. And so I found that allowing people to define their own stress is really key when you're starting to work for them because I could give it a technical definition of, well, your cortisol does this and blah, blah. But I I find that when most people are experiencing stress, um, they aren't thinking in terms of that. They're thinking, how am I going to get this project done, get dinner on the table, get my kids to soccer um, and still manage to get some sleep? And so it's, it's really about how um, individuals are defining stress for how I work. Sure. Um, and, and when you're talking about stress management, again, it comes back to what actually works for them. Mm-hmm. So I often work with, with clients who are like, um, I can think of a one CEO in particular who was obsessed with meditation. Like he was like, no, I want, I want to do meditation because so-and-so at this competing firm, he does meditation and he says that I should be doing meditation and and it turned out that, yeah, well, yeah. And it turned out that he didn't actually like meditation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it didn't actually work for him. And so stress management is really anything that helps you feel as though whatever those symptoms are you're experiencing from stress have been decreased, ameliorated, brought back into control somehow. And, and that's, that's how I define stress. I, that is not the, the technical definition, but that's how I tend to work with it. Cool. That's, that's actually very helpful. So I'm a leader of a company and we do have some stress associated by nature from a support perspective. How can I identify if the employees are stressed? How do we determine, hey, you know, everybody seems to be a little bit overcapacitated. There seems to be a higher level of some of this anxiety or some of um, these indicators that you pointed out a little bit earlier. So as the leader, how can I determine if the employees are stressed? Well, I think number one is to talk to your employees. 
really be asking them questions. And as you're talking to them, most of the time you can tell if people are more stressed than usual. You know, um, you'll notice that people are more tired. Maybe they are uh, calling in sick a little more frequently. Uh-huh. So, um, their productivity or quality of work has slipped a little, or you notice they're not able to get as much done previously as they as they were previously, or their um, interactions with coworkers can become strained. If you're paying attention and really asking your employees, you can start to notice the way in which you know, during a non-stressful time, say, hopefully there are, there are non-stressful times for your employees as well, where you can be starting to notice the differences. So in our pre-talks, you talked a little bit about, you know, some companies will just hire your service to, you know, work with the employees that they don't start up at the top with themselves and then trickle that downward. Can you think of the benefits or how you, as walking the talk as a leader, do you start with them and they manage their stress or do does everybody do it together as a group or is this more of an individualized process? So I definitely think it's an individualized process, but I really have seen time and time again that when leaders are showing up and sharing their stress, Mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily their super personal stress, like why sure. their husband or something, but you know, their stress, like, yeah, that, that sale was really hard. We worked really hard for that. That was very stressful. Or um, last week when that computer crashed, that was, oh, that was so hard and share what they do to manage their stress when they make those conversations. Okay. It can really shift a workplace because people have different mindsets about stress. And it's so interesting to watch. Um, Oftentimes people feel as though they're a failure for experiencing stress. Mm -hmm. You know, them say things like, this shouldn't bother me. I should be able to handle this. This isn't such a big deal. Why is this, why is this getting to me? And, and so they'll start to view it as a failure. And, and when they start to do that, they don't take action. Uh-huh. Don't start to act on the stress because it's almost as if the stress has power over them instead of them having power over the stress itself, even in situations that are beyond our control, right? So people can really start to have a mindset. But if a leader is saying, no, I'm, I'm stressed too. This is hard. <laughs> what right. we're doing as a company, this change that we're going through, this whatever season we're experiencing, this is, this is hard stuff. And I know it's hard. And um, I know we're not going to be able to be perfect every day and some things are not going to go perfectly. And, and that's okay because we're human and, and I'm stressed too. And here's what I'm doing. What are you mm-hmm. doing? I think it's interesting what you said about individuals might feel like the stress equates failure. Um, and I think that maybe even some managers may perceive Uh, new stress about, you know, it it could be, you know, a situation that the employee is typically in, but maybe there's a a bunch of different scenarios that are building up that causes stress in an everyday type of situation, right? And we might feel from a leadership perspective, oh, you know, view that a little bit negatively if an employee starts to express, hey, I feel like I'm not 
you know, that I, I didn't do my job or I'm feeling, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, from a leadership perspective, you could be standing back and like, what are you talking about? You do this, this job all the time. You've been doing this job for five years. But I think that that is a really important cue from a leadership perspective to engage that employee at the deeper level of what is the root cause of the stress and how might we be able to affect some change to bring some relief. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And I think that that is always a missed opportunity from leadership where your employee is telling you Mm -hmm. something is not right in what they are an expert in, right? And I've noticed over the years that one of the biggest causes of stress for employees is that they just want to do a good job. Mm -hmm. Like They want to be good at their jobs. And so often when there's something getting in their way, some sort of barrier, whether that's a communication issue or, you know, they're taking on too many tasks or whatever it is, it's because they want to be good at their job. They want to achieve. They want to be successful. Uh-huh. Like, they have that drive. So many people have that drive. And, and so when you're as a leader, you're, you're not allowing for that. And I think it's important for people to understand that stress affects everybody differently. So a situation that for you is not stressful at all, like say going on a podcast, is super <laughs> stressful for some people and might be causing anxiety or stress. You know, it, it just might show up in different ways um, for them. And and it's, if you as a leader or a manager recognize that and are like, oh, well, when I asked Sarah to do X, she really does. That does not work well for Sarah uh-huh. but over there. She loves it. So I can start noticing and start giving people tasks or trying to help maybe change things just a little bit to make it a little bit easier for that person and listen to, to what they're having issues with, because often it's not the work. Uh-huh. <laughs> often it's something else that you might actually be able to control and help them with. So from a business perspective, why do, why do businesses care about stress or their employees being stressed? What are, you know, what's in it for them? There's always like, what's in it for me, right? So from, you know, from a business perspective, share with us, if we don't learn to manage the stress of our employees or have these open dialogues about stress and, and really addressing this issue. It's so important to start to recognize the effect that that stress is starting to have in your workplace. I think we all know about the great resignation Uh um, and the high turnover rates. Stress is certainly playing a role in a lot of that. The amount of stress that people are under currently. uh, Humans are not actually designed for the amount of chronic stress. So acute stress is more along the lines of, oh, somebody cut me off in traffic and I had a reaction in my body and emotions and my mind and I can process that and move on. Chronic stress is say things like a worldwide pandemic Mm -hmm. um, that is completely beyond our control. And so humans just aren't designed for that. Like we aren't made for that level of stress. So high turnover is certainly an effect um, that high stress can cause. Cost of healthcare. Oh my goodness. Stress has been reported to be related to like 90% of illnesses and not even making that up. (laughs) Like that is bonkers, right? Truly. 
Yeah. I mean, like think about it, but then you think about it and you're like, oh yeah. So I guess a heart attack would be kind of related to stress. And, you know, it's what's causing people to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And so that is costly. And that adds up to, of course, you know, people who are missing work, right. Um, and, and issues like that. And then of course, there's the cost to the employee experience itself and workplace culture, right? When you are stressed, you are not managing your emotions in probably the best way. Um, I don't know how anybody else reacts when they're stressed, but for me, I can be um, a little short with people that Uh I work with. I maybe don't make the best choices when I'm stressed. Um, And all of that has a ripple out effect, right? All of that can be seen um, rippling out, uh, you know, if, you know, one employee is stressed and they, they share that stress uh, by yelling at a fellow employee, then that gets magnified and, and that can become an issue pretty quickly as it, as it starts to branch out. And certainly in leadership, everybody listening to this podcast has had a boss who does not handle their stress well. As a leader, if you are stressed, your employees know that and they feel that and that definitely affects them. So these have very real costs. And also when you're stressed, when you're experiencing high levels of stress, it decreases your productivity. It decreases your creativity. So your ability to problem solve uh, diminishes memory, all sorts of things that tend to affect your ability to do your job well. That's, you know, I can see in myself when I'm stressed or overly stressed, I might flip through the same papers kind of repetitively because you know what you need to do, but trying to figure out what to do next because you're kind of all over the place in regards to your to your mental well-being. But I think it's like it's I think it's like something that even though it seems common sense, you know, that these are some of the signs of stress or some of the side effects or the byproducts of stress. I think it's something that needs to be reiterated, become sort of something that you check in on a regular basis with your starting with yourself and then, you know, with your staff members, because even though we all know what stress is, we all know what it feels like. Sometimes you just get so caught up in the weeds of life that you can't articulate. This is, I'm behaving this way because of stress, or I'm feeling this way because of stress. So I think it's this, this is a really important conversation for us to be having in this point in time, post pandemic and with everything else that's going on in the world and there, there's a lot of external stressors that people are encountering just in life in general, it, besides from the everyday stress that you would encounter at your job, right? Yeah. And I think you really highlighted something important there, that that awareness of what specifically is stressing you out and why is an essential piece to stress management. And it often gets overlooked because we can be so ubiquitous about our stress. We can say things like, oh, I'm so stressed about work or my kids are totally stressing me out. But there's no specificity to that, right? Uh And when you say, oh, work is stressing me out, well, that doesn't give you a lot of options to deal with it (laughs) except to leave. I mean, that's all there is. But when you start to really narrow it down and discover what it is specifically. So maybe it's like, okay, well, when I'm asked to switch tasks in the middle of a task, that really stresses me out. You can get super specific with it. And when you're that specific with it, that's when you can take action. 
because you might even be able to see a way to solve that one small thing. Or you can know that that's going to bother you and have a plan in place to reduce the impact on you. So what are different types of things that we could measure to see if some of the stress management is working? Are there, you know, do we offer different suggestions or you said that stress management is individualized for each person, right? Like how they're able to, to process or get relief from the stress. So how do we, how do we measure if it's working? Right. That's such a great question. Yeah. So when, when I work with a company, I come with assessments. So we have before and after assessments to help measure that. But if you're just talking about doing it for yourself or for like your team and you're listening to this and you're like, no, I want to get started right now. One of the easiest ways to do that is to figure out what the impact of stress is. So get specific. Is it that you're not sleeping? Your digestion's upset. You've got headaches all the time. You can really start to notice some of these things like you, you're having trouble um, retaining things or focusing in the afternoon and then start to figure out what would make that different. And your measurement is, is it different? Uh-huh. Am I getting the goal that I want? So, you know, I'm so big when I work with clients, either one-on-one or in, in groups with uh, companies that, that you really want to be specific about that. What is it that you want? Like you want to be sleeping through the night. Awesome. Uh-huh. Let's do that. Let's figure out the things. And, you know, it, it's not a one size fits all. So, you know, I'm not going to throw exercise at everything for a client, right? Uh-huh. So, that's not maybe going to help. I'm not going to throw meditation at everything. There are so many different ways to manage stress. Uh, I have a client who loves watching law and order on repeat. That Uh is a stress management tool. (laughs) (laughs) There might be some wine involved in that, but you know, (laughs) um, I have a client who uh, loves to swim in um, lakes. She lives in a place where lakes are warm enough to swim and I do not. Um, <laughs> that would be very cold and stressful experience to swim in a lake where I live. Same. But we're <laughs> we, would, we would get alligator uh, bitten where I live. Yeah. So that's also, that's an important stressor to recognize that alligators could be stressful to your swim. But <laughs> I, you know, it's important to, to not think of it as a one size fits all. You want to find the solution that's actually going to work for you. And I, when I work with clients, um, it's a trial and error thing. Let's try it out. You want to try meditation? Great. We'll try like 10 different kinds of meditation. Let's do that. Oh, you didn't like any of those? None of those worked for you? Awesome. Let's move on to something else and figure out what will actually help you achieve this goal that you're 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 working towards. So it's almost as if you could think of it instead of like less stress, you're wanting something specifically to change that you don't like. Very, very good point. So from, you know, from a conversation perspective, how, how do, how do we bring up um, the concept or the discussion of stress and let the employee know this is a safe place, Um, having stress or, you know, not admitting that you have stress, but expressing and talking about it is not going to make us feel like, you know, you're not handling your job, that it doesn't have a negative byproduct on how we perceive you as an employee. How do we create that safe space to introduce the stress management concept? 
I love that. And I love how you want to create a safe space for your employees like that. That is invaluable to the stress management process and can even just um, knowing that you are willing to do that for your employees will probably actually manage their stress a little bit. Knowing that somebody cares will actually reduce your stress in a management and employee situation, which is, I think, a really interesting concept. But back to what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's it's a wonderful idea to start just having those conversations with your employees. If you're a team leader or a manager or you own your own company, starting those conversations and just explicitly letting people know that it's okay to be stressed because I'm stressed too. And this will not negatively impact uh, your employment with us. And then I think taking it seriously and bringing somebody like me in, whatever that looks like for your company, um, and maybe having somebody come in and talk specifically about stress or some other version of health or wellness where you're, you're giving people permission to not be perfect, to not have to show up and be on all the time where you're letting them know that you care about them and, and you want them to be happier and healthier and, and have less stress. So can you explain a little bit the steps? If, if after this call, I gave you a call and said, hey, Ellen, I'm really interested in having you come into MicroKey. Can you kind of walk us through the steps of how you get started, how this process works? Yeah. And so I, I work with companies in several ways. I, I offer one-on-one -on -one services. So if anybody's interested in just um, a one-on-one -on -one experience with really getting your stress under control, I offer that. But I come in and I either do um, like a one-off workshop. I get hired for series where we come in and focus on, on very specific things. Um, and then I also have a day-long workshop that's very popular. And I'm so focused on action. Like we're not just going to talk about stuff. And I think that's important if you're thinking about hiring anybody in the kind of role that, that I offer in a health and wellnessy kind of situation where you're bringing somebody in to work with your employees. You really want somebody who's not going to lecture your employees. You want somebody who's going to be like, here, we're going to do a bunch of stuff together and you're actually going to get X, Y, and Z out of this. And so when I, when I work with, with companies and people, it, it's all tailored to, to what they need. Uh, and, and what they're experiencing. Sometimes companies are going through major shifts and changes. They've gotten bought out, um, something like that, or they've got a new, new president or a new CEO. And sometimes it's just a lot of people left in the great resignation and everybody's really upset about that. So um, yeah, people bring me in for, for a variety of reasons. But, it, but I hope even if you weren't to bring me in that, that everybody listening to this will well, think of a way that you can really start to help your employees and yourself manage stress. Because the, the thing about stress that's so funny is as much as I would like to ignore it so that it will go away, that strategy actually does not work. <laughs> you mean uh, it doesn't? <laughs> Just wishing it away <laughs> doesn't make it oh, so? Oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, she's on to me. She knows that I do that. I do that too. I'm like, maybe if I just wait, it'll go away. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this has been 
a really interesting conversation. Um, just think from your past, maybe six months of experience, give us a couple of easy recommendations for stress release, like even the most common ones that seem pretty obvious, like you have already said meditation. What are some things that you know you could throw out there? Hey, let's try a walk or eating good or eating healthy or what, what are some common things that we can throw at some of the stress? Awesome. I have a lot of those. Okay. (laughs) So number one, sleep. People Mm -hmm. are so much better when you get more sleep, like whatever you can to figure out how to get enough sleep every night. And some of you have children. Um, They're worth it. Just keep on going. Uh, You'll sleep again someday. But everybody else, whatever you can do to sleep. And number two, eat meals at regular intervals. Uh Humans need food. We need food and (laughs) we tend to get not so good when we haven't been fed properly. And so, so often when I work in in companies, I will encounter a culture that skips lunch, Uh long to eat lunch. And as soon as we fix that, uh, like so many things resolve um, and, and it's just so, so funny to watch these, these simple things. Um, Number three, and this actually should have been number one, is movement, uh-huh. exercise, but movement, anything you can do to move. You want to walk your dog? That's a stress management tool. Uh-huh. You want to play with your kids? That's a stress management tool. You want to work in your garden? That's a st- It doesn't have to be like kickboxing or uh-huh. high intensity interval training. You don't have to run a marathon, although those things certainly work, but exercise helps your body. I always think about stress as something that's kind of stuck in me. Uh Like, so I experience a stressful situation and it kind of sits in me. Like it's um, like in my head, like I'm thinking about it. I'm kind of emotional about it. And I can kind of feel it in my body. Like for me, like I tend to be tension in my shoulders sometimes, or like my heart will race, something like that. And I want to get that out of me. Right. And so it's a great way to do that. That's that that's really some some great tips and most of them free, right? Um, you don't yeah. have to you don't have to spend twenty dollars a month getting a meditation app or do some coaching or you there's things that that you can do. And I think that the eating tip, especially with a lot of people working remotely, I think that people will grab something and then come right back to their desk with their food and not take that proper break, or they're just eating chips or some snack food versus really taking the time to nourish themselves. I do. I think that that really, really does make a big impact on how you're able to process things that come your way on a normal basis. I, I think those are those are excellent, yeah. excellent ideas. Thanks so much for that. Your your brain actually needs food to work too, right? Like we forget that. Like we mm-hmm. think we're in the middle of a task and we're like, no, I can just push through. And and your brain is is like, no, hey, I, I need that energy. Come back. Hey, help me. 
So, you know, this is this is a really important topic. It's it's work life balance. Um, you know, there's stressing in everyday life, there's stress at work. And I think it's something that's really relevant for the listeners to think about, to embrace, to process, um, come up with some little stress management tips for themselves. Um, but for listeners that are interested in getting a little bit of additional information, or if they're looking to potentially bring a coach on or to learn more about the processes, we're going to post Ellen's information um, on our MicroKey blog site at microkey.com under the company menu. So you'll be able to access that information. You'll be able to have like a little consultation with Ellen to see if there would be some benefits to bringing in a more formalized process other than these, you know, easy tips that we've, you know, discussed during, during this session. So thank you so much, Ellen. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I am really going to take some of this information to heart and um, start thinking about ways that I could be managing my stress better and reach out to some of the employees and start opening a dialogue about it with the company. Me too. It's called Save the Fingernails. (laughs) (laughs) And there we have a direct measurement of whether or not Meredith is stressed. Exactly. Well, I would also like to ask you, what is your website? Yeah, my website is www.ellen-leonard.com. Thank you again so much for being here with us, Ellen. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been lovely. And I am sorry, I did not get as many uh, puns in as I would have liked. (laughs) That's okay, Ellen. We're going to have the alarming humor at the end of the podcast. But right before that, everyone, Victoria, let's you and I take a moment to share some additional stress management techniques. And since our theme for 2023 is growth, let's also discuss how our listeners can directly use the great information from Ellen today to grow their business and grow personally. So I will start the conversation with a summary of what Ellen discussed today and how we can directly apply that. So first of all, stress can stunt our personal growth, the growth of our organization, can increase the cost of healthcare for all of us. Plus, we have the lost productivity caused by missing work that can be caused by stress. What can we do about this? Well, first of all, As Ellen mentioned, we focus on longer lasting change, not quick fixes. Those are okay, but really focus on longer lasting change. Number two, offer additional support during times of change or during busy times of the year, during busy cycles of the business. So make sure you're there for your associates during those times. Maybe provide some additional support. Let them know that being stressed is not going to be seen as a negative to their employment and offer help and support, maybe some resources. Three, talk to your people individually about stress. Keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the organization through those discussions. Number four, have a list of resources available that you can share with your staff to help them manage stress. So have your own little personal set of resources available that you can share with your whole staff to say, hey, you know, these are some things that I do to manage stress. Maybe they would be of help to you as well. You can also bring someone in to help your staff manage change. So these are all just a few things that can help you avoid the impacts of stress on your organization, which can help your business 
keep growing and keep thriving throughout 2023. Again, we thank Ellen for bringing these awesome tips. Victoria. So, uh, Victoria, I've known you for quite a while now, and I know that you have done a lot of work internally, a lot of self-improvement, and you have a, probably quite a few techniques that you use for your own stress management, having uh, raised twins and a whole bunch of other things that you have under your belt that require a significant amount of stress management. What are some things that you've done with your stress management? Did anything, uh, anything um, ring for you in this particular situation? Sure. My stress management has absolutely been a journey. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned that I had twins. Twins, traditionally, just in studies, are very stressful to any family, to any household, because you have two at the same time going through, you know, going through the same milestone marker. So so that can be very stressful as a parent. And I was a first time parent. So I didn't have anything to gauge it against or any experience to gauge it against. So that was like a learning process. And and during that time, I also stepped into my leadership role at MicroKey, which was also, you know, transitioning more from sales and marketing and into an operational perspective and being at the helm of this technical entity that has such a wide footprint within our industry. So there was a lot of, you know, a lot of stress management failures that I experienced over the years or things that I started that just really didn't stick um, or didn't have have, didn't have a connection with me of something that I was going to continue to do on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. And for myself, I've kind of evolved into this balance where I take 30 minutes in the morning to myself. And within that 30 minutes, I do, I have like, uh, some folks might think this is a little bit weird, but I have like a UV light um, because I think that light therapy is very important to your mental well-being. So I put on my um, UV light I have a gratitude book that gives you a daily prompt. I read that. I do a 10-minute breathing meditation to help reduce stress. Sometimes it's a calming meditation. Sometimes the theme is peace. Sometimes the theme is just being or being present. So that really helps to set the tone for my my stress day. And then, of course, I incorporate some spirituality with, with some prayer. And then I end that 30 minutes with 10 minutes of some type of self help improvement like i'm i'm currently reading the atomic habits which i find is really helping me even from a business perspective into creating good habits from within you know the the work perspective um and then of course you know from a physical perspective when i when i do my walks or when i do my workouts i'm a very avid listener of podcasts my flavor of podcasts tend to be more health centric mind body spirit medicine those types of, you know, those types of things, learning, I, I really enjoy learning about different medical, um, medical information that's out there, especially when it comes to longevity and aging. So all of that coupled together helps me to remain in the present. And I try not to focus too much on you know, tomorrow or what happened yesterday. And I try to focus on being present minded. And I find that my stress 
decreases, the more that I remain in the present, my work and my family stress remain manageable. It's when I start spiraling into mm-hmm. future and what if scenarios, that's when it's hypothesizing to, what yeah, could happen. That's, that's yeah. when it starts to take on a, a life of its own and can become yeah. like a twisted tornado. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been kind of practicing this for, for the last 13 months or so. And it's something that I find that truly helps me to manage all of the responsibilities I have in all the aspects of my life. That's awesome. And I think people can use that time to themselves in the morning or really whenever they find that they Correct. have that time and they Correct. can use it for what helps them, right? As long as it's their time and they set it aside for them, it can be anything that they find to be stress relieving. It could be putting your feet in some Epsom salts. It could be anything really. It can be reading a fiction. It could be listening to some fun music. It could be listening to anything like that doesn't, I do mine in the morning because that's what works for me. But if a lunchtime break, you want to go sit in your car and kind of decompress a little bit outside of the office or when you, you know, get your family to bed and you have that 30 minutes before bedtime, I think it's key to keep your mindset in that direction so that you can manage that stress. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And there's some really good nuggets in there that everybody can benefit from. Cool. All right, Victoria, it is time for alarming humor. I got a good one for you. Okay. Why? Why are chickens so cool? Why are chickens so cool? Because. (laughs) I hope that our alarming humor today has helped to de-stress you. Because we love our alarming humor segment. Everybody have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, everyone. 